The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Neil Richmond is with me in studio. Finnegale TD for Dublin Rathdown, party spokesperson of European Affairs. Robbie Smith as well is here. He is editor of Unfoblocked and former general secretary of Sinn Fein. And they're both here uh, to discuss some of the aspects, elements thrown up uh, by this uh, poll and series of questions put to people uh, on behalf of Ipsos MRBI for the Irish Times. So people would have seen on Saturday they published the first element of it, the straightforward questions about support for United Ireland, north and south of the border. Uh, today they dug into some of the o- other issues uh, like how more or less likely people might be to support reunification if for example it meant things like rejoining the Commonwealth or the Ulster Scots had the same status as Irish if it involved a new flag and a new anthem but half of the respondents said it would make them less likely to vote for United Ireland if it involved a new flag or a new anthem which led uh, Robbie, to an assessment, I think, from Pat Leahy in the Irish Times that support in some quarters for United Ireland is a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, kind of, yeah. ah, they'll tick the box and say, of course, I'd support it. But then when presented with questions like this, they think, maybe it's not for me. Yeah, but that's, I think, the problem. One of the problems with the poll is that, to me, some of the questions are based on what I would call a statistical fallacy. That I could ask you, what would you do if you won the lotto? But you haven't won the lotto. So you could speculate all you like and it wouldn't mean anything. If we had a date, that would create a real conversation. I think that's, you know, the, it's, it, it's, it's 55 years since the first print newspaper poll was done on should there be United Ireland. It was Irish Independent in 1967. So to be asking the same question again and again in different ways and not really illuminating anything, not making any, anything better. Like there was a question if you were 3,000 euro better off or worse off, I I despair of where that question came from or the thinking of how would you just make up a figure like that you could be worse off by that much or whatever it's a bit silly is the value and we're getting into kind of how polling works here but is the value in asking the same question then that you can track trends yeah but I think that's part of the problem that uh, newspapers and the Irish Times in particular haven't asked the same question because during the years of conflict they always wanted to ask the question and put a violence rider on it and now they have a money rider and now they have an anthem rider and now they have a flag rider. And let's face it, we were at the back of the queue and anthems and flags were being given out, in in my opinion. So it wouldn't be bad to get a new not a, not a huge fan of either, no? No. What would you pick as the new anthem? I don't the know. The sash or something? I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, something like the Marseille. When you hear that, you think, well, there's a great anthem. There's a... I was very. Uh, that's see, people. We've set our set. You set your bar too high there. Now, very few countries sing their national anthem as a song. The Welsh have a great anthem. Yeah, the French as well. Well, yeah. anything, anything could be better than Ireland's call. Let's face it. Well, so. okay, yeah, we, we we'll agree on that anyway. <laughs> and Neil, how would you assess um, the the depth of support for a United Ireland based on these results? Well, I think in this side of the jurisdiction, people like to say they support it. People say they do support it, but. The other side of that is no one actually mean, knows what that means. It's a concept. We support United Ireland. That can mean two, three different things to all three of us in the studio. And until we actually have a vision of, well, this is what the outline of what a United Ireland looks like and people need to build to that and people who are advocating for it need to put it out, then the questions are always interesting and I love having the discussion, but they're just questions and great dinner table discussions. It is, I think, world politics has moved on that this question is actually a little bit more important now than it was before due to Brexit due to what's happening in Scotland and there's a responsibility on on all regardless of 
political background, civic society background to actually think, well, what could this look like? And actually put out that it's not necessarily about the flags and anthems and I don't actually mind Ireland's call, but that's another issue. But really it's about how are people going to be better off in a united Ireland, not just materially, but socially. How is the loyalist in Tigers Bay that's living below the poverty line going to be better off in a united Ireland while still being able to feel British? And I think that's a conversation I'd hope we all can have because we kind of need to have it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you've hit the nail on the head there because the question that wasn't asked is should there be a citizens assembly? And I think that's the way we answer those questions. And um, that that would the question I maybe it's going to be in the paper tomorrow if they have more, but that should have been the question that people ask because we need to start having that conversation and we can only have it in an open way where everybody's voice is heard and everyone can participate and a citizens assembly north and south and multiple meetings that's the way to go forward so neil do you suspect then what what these results actually betray is that there's a perception still and and it is through discussion maybe we cure that misperception misconception but that it still exists that for a lot of people united ireland is is ireland as we currently describe it but just a bit bigger yeah which you know it's kind of 26 counties and then we just we just extend the line around the other six which, to be honest, it can't be that. Because that's such a missed opportunity. An extension of the existing state, which is a good state despite its problems. It's done extremely well as we prepare to mark 100 years of its creation tomorrow. But a new Ireland, a united Ireland, that encompasses the very best of everything that Northern Ireland has. Bearing in mind when uh, the Free State was established, Northern Ireland was far more prosperous economically and socially. And how do we bring all that together in one state that can compete a lot better? Because we are a very small island, a small population, just over 7 million. But we have great opportunities. English-speaking country, common law jurisdiction, highly educated workforce in the EU. But the disparity between standard of living and life expectancy north and south is getting starker as each day passes. But Robbie, like, have you some sympathy for people who do want it to be 26 counties but bigger? No. Really? No. Do you not, do we, can you not understand where they're coming from? You know, in the sense that I suppose, like, look, this, uh, at the risk of this all getting too abstract, the idea of a nation state is kind of contrived anyway. But, you but know, I think they, the they, nation they, state is the wrong word, Kieran, because, you know, what I, what I can see personally are two failed states. And the states that can't house everyone and can't give everyone a job and can't give everyone a proper health service, that's to me, is the issue. We have a chance to do something different. You'd accept there's plenty of people listening, though, who don't consider the Republic, if we'll describe it that way, as a failed state. Yeah. You know, and and for them, they've grown up uh, owing their fidelity or feeling a sense of fidelity to this contrivance. And then we're going to say, well, we're going to scrap it. That's the word, the contrivance. That it's not it's not a real thing. Someone drew a line, and we're going to you know mark that. Every country in the world. Yeah, but we we were this we're in this weird situation and lucky situation that it's an island, and we've a shared island. And I think that's the thing. How are we going to share the island? So how are we going to respect people's traditions? How are we going to you know? Is it one football team? Is it two football team? What will be the flag? What will people get up in the day? Like I don't think anyone woke up today and feel I feel really Irish today. But I'd like them to be live in a place. It might where they, if we were in the World Cup, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, park but that. <laughs> I'd like them to wake up and think, I, I feel happy to be here and I feel secure and I feel safe and I feel there's a future for me. And I feel I can buy a house and I can feel I can do those things. And I don't think, I think that's the goal, north and south, that as, as Neil said, the people in Tigers Bay or wherever it is, or the markets area Belfast or the inner city, they feel they have a stake in this. And I don't think one of the problems with both states 
is that people feel they've no stake in it, that decisions are being taken beyond them and not in their interest. One thing I don't think that's discussed enough is that we do have a shared identity of Irishness and that can be someone from the north, the south, someone who's only lived here for a couple of years or was born in a different country, whatever it is. And I think if we actually talk about those things that we have more in common, the 95%, that's how you actually get the level of agreement rather than running to the to one end to the Commonwealth, where I think I'm the only member of the Oireachtas who's ever thought we should join that, but for lots of different reasons. But why don't we talk about the things that we actually agree on? And there's an awful lot. You talk about one football team, but there's lots of sports teams where we compete as one um, and do extremely well as a result. There's also lots of parts of our culture um, where when we put out one front, because I remember my, my uncle, when he moved to England in the 50s, you know, grew up in a, a unionist household just out of the border. But once he went to England, he was just Irish regardless. Mm -hmm. And I think if we focus on the very many things, rather than the little bits in this poll that talk about what divides us north or south, that's how we actually get a bit more agreement. Yeah, that's kind of hallmarky though, isn't it? Let's focus on all the things that bring us together. But isn't nationality kind of hallmarky as well? That sense of Irishness (laughs) that brings us together, because that's what we're trying to get, a better place for all of us to live in. I fundamentally believe that better place is a united Ireland, but actually focusing on the things we agree on and then we get the other things, you know, because the most divisive thing probably is a flag or a symbol or an anthem. So why put that at the start of the conversation, not right at the end where we realise? Mm. They do right. matter to people, though. They matter. Symbols matter. We saw that in the North not that long ago. Symbols matter, but identity matters more. Yeah, but you have to yourself, why did the symbols matter? Mm. And symbols matter in that context because somebody feels under threat. And so you have to think, well, what can we do to remove the threat? What can we do to make this a shared space? that we're all going to get on, that we feel we've a stake in it. If people don't feel a stake, they'll feel they're threatened and they'll retreat to their symbols. How long a conversation is that? It's going to be a long one. If you think about it, we had six referendums on abortion in this state. When was the first? 1983. So a 20-year conversation? Well, I hope it's shorter than that, but let's start the conversation. Let's have a citizens' assembly. That's the the start point. I think we also have to acknowledge that this conversation isn't necessarily in our gift. A border poll will be declared by the Secretary of State of Northern Ireland. So perhaps getting the parameters saying to, won't be the current Secretary of State, but the next Secretary of State of Northern Ireland, the shadow one, which has already said it, well, what are the conditions for a border poll? Is it an opinion poll? Is it results to Westminster elections, Assembly elections? Let's have the context. Yeah, we have to ask, Neil. We haven't asked. Well, we actually, the Tonish did, did ask. The Tonish did ask a couple of months ago, to be fair, and they've made it quite clear. Mm. Um, and the Secretary of State of Northern Ireland that, yeah, it is the current one because uh, it changes quite a bit, has said that in their mind it doesn't exist. Whereas the shadow secretary said, well, we need to lay that out clearly and they'll do that after we- the Westminster, election. though, are reluctant to set down clear parameters for, well, well we, what we would call a border poll, what they might call in Scotland IndyRef2. I mean, th- there are reasons they, they want to uh, uh, say well, fudge that issue. But that's part of the problem that we're being caught under the Tory fickleness about what their politics in Westminster are and that Brexit and Ireland are a plaything to them back and forth, whether they need a majority or whether they have some other populist agenda. And so a shared Ireland is a way out of that. We won't be dependent on that fickleness in Westminster. All right. Well, uh, I'm all up for changing the anthem. It's not the best. Bring it on. Our flag, though, for me, represents everybody on the island, says one of our listeners. The only way I'd consider unity would be with vacant possession. That could be from someone in the north texting about the south before people take umbrage at it. Anyway, 53106, the text number. Neil Richmond, Finnegan TD for Dublin Rathdown. Robbie Smith, editor of Unfoblocked and former General Secretary of Sinn Féin. Listen, gentlemen, thank you both very much uh, for joining me. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.